the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. KDOW. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220, beach calls on the air. Growing up, I lived overseas quite a bit, and um, actually most of my life, uh, most of my young life, but there was a, we did a lot of reading, because there wasn't television, there wasn't CDs, there weren't DVDs, there were nothing like that as children, so there was books for entertainment. And one of the ones that I read, and I had a four older brothers, so they always got to read them first, and then we get quizzed each other kind of thing, and I was the dumbest of the five, therefore I had the most to learn. But there's a book by Ernest Hemingway that everyone should read, maybe this summer, next summer, sometime, some summer in your life, For Whom the Bell Tolls. It's a story about a young American volunteer in 1940. He's fighting the Spanish Civil War. Um, he's in charge of dynamite blows up bridges and it's got a great great thought for whom the bell tolls and it was primarily told through the experience of the protagonist I believe Um, very graphic and brutal depictions of the Spanish Civil War Um, is the enemy offensive or is the enemy defensive there's a lot of questions but for whom the bell tolls Death is a primary theme in the book. Camaraderie, sacrifice, suicide, um, divinity. I get a little of that going on with Wall Street right now. And a lot of the illusions that we're seeing. Um, It's graphic out there. And the bell is tolling. Is this the end of the summertime rally? Before the end of summer? Oh, summertime rally. Um, well, let's just say big tech's taking some time off after having a big run and it's okay. It's normal and healthy. Some people think that water finds its own level. I kind of agree with that, 
but there's some, some humility that you have to see in all of this that's going on. And you and I can have camaraderie between like, hey, we're in this together. We're all about retirement. Um, a study said last night, uh, most Americans aren't ready to go to a sports event. Donald Trump said yesterday, we're not going to do the Florida convention because there's a spike of COVID in Florida. And yet at the same time, the CDC said, you probably should send your kids back to school in the fall. And I'm like, what the? The president can't do his thing because it's too fearful and too dangerous for a president who's not too fearful or too dangerous. And we want to send our kids back to school because it's not it's good enough for the not good enough for the president, but good enough for children. There's a lot of confusing, confusing messaging out there. If I were to win a ticket to the very first NFL game that sells out or the Super Bowl this year, let's say the Super Bowl is going to be the first game of the year that uh, fans are allowed to go to. I don't think I'd go. Most Americans aren't ready to go back to sports events yet. Now, NASCAR and UFC are. Um, but not many other people are. We saw baseball start yesterday. And uh, every year, me and my friend have a joke about the Giants. The first hitter who gets a hit, I'm like, wow, he's batting 1,000 for the season. Looks like he's going to win the uh, Moogie Betts award. Pitcher gets out of the first inning, one, two, three, and I'm like, wow, he uh, he's going to be a Cy Young this year. <laughs> like, we, we're silly. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The season's going to be over in two weeks from COVID anyway. And I kind of agree. The NFL's going to their final sets of negotiations on preseason, no preseason. What does COVID testing look like? What do you do if one person gets sick? What do you do if, like in baseball, what if like one person gets sick? Okay, he's out. What if five do? Is their season over? I just don't think this is well thought out. So for whom the bell tolls, it's for us. We got a lot to think about right now as investors. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, Elon Musk says Tesla's creating a major insurance company after it botched its rollout in California last year. Elon Musk does try to do, he tries to be a lot of things to a lot of people. Like, why does a car company have to be weirdo and go from gasoline to electric? Okay, fine, fine, fine. We get that. Why does an electric vehicle company have to have self-driving cars when everyone else gets behind the wheel to drive their car? Okay, fine, 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 fine. But an insurance company? A boring old insurance company? True dat, true dat, true dat. I know you're saying, Lent, Mardi Gras, true dat saints. Doesn't that seem like a long time ago when Florida was trying to reopen for uh, Florida and uh, Louisiana were trying to reopen for Easter and masses. This does seem like it's starting to go on a long time. A coronavirus vaccine will hopefully be ready by 2021. It's critical as that's the best way to fix the economy, to get people back in stadiums, to get people back on airplanes. Southwest spoke yesterday, and I love Southwest. They understand the public probably better than any other airline, and they treat the public kind of like as partners on some level. Finishing my college years on the East Coast, I didn't really get to know Southwest until I moved to the West Coast. But 
they said it's going to be five to ten years for business travel to recover. Wow. And I kind of agree with that. And the CEO said something funny, and it kind of shocks me a little bit. But how, how do you feel about this? CEO said, at a point, you can't make people fly. <clears throat> you can't send out a memo and say, thou shalt travel from point A to point B. Now, Americans, after three months, we couldn't stay cooped up. We were idiots. We almost had the curb flattened. <clears throat> In about two or three more months, New York's going to start looking bad again because they broke down. In California, we're starting to look bad in Northern California because Southern California broke down after three months and went to beaches. Florida has a death rate of one person dying every eight minutes of COVID. It's kind of humbling when you hear that, right? And then you hear some people who are like, oh, I don't care. I'm young. Um, not good. Not good. One in one minute, one dying every eight minutes is it, a, it tells you the size of Florida. But B, it also tells you that this is a little bit more pervasive than we want it to be. And I would say as of now, we don't have a lot going on for us. Maybe uh, our best fight. Grab your guns, grab your muskets, grab your cannons, grab your face masks. Your face masks? That seems to be where we are right now. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. In shocking and sad news, Disney has pulled back Mulan, Avatar two, Star Wars movies that were supposed to come in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, Top Gun Maverick, nixed until twenty twenty one. It was going to make my summer. No, no God! I wanted to see young men play volleyball with. Lots of oil on their chest because wasn't that what Top Gun was all about? Young men playing volleyball? No. Movies are being pushed back. Big movies. We ain't opening up anytime soon. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Roughly after about three months of COVID lockdown, I kind of wanted to get out kind of thing. Kind of wanted to see the world. Um... So I shaved my beard. I was growing this great beard. It was two inches off my chin. It's the longest it had ever been. I was kind of looking like a hilly billy. Um, so I shaved it because I was like, I'm going to go in public soon at some point. Ooh. And uh, I've gone through Money Heist, which is a show on Netflix, which is a Spanish uh, bank robbery heist show. It's like 40 episodes. I've gone through some like classic books. I'm getting desperate for entertainment, right? I don't know about you, but like I'm reading, let's do a Bill Gates memoir. Let's do something else. Let's do a random walk down Wall Street. Um, let's find some joy again in reading. I kind of like where we're at on that level. 
Um, let's talk about some of the stories out there. First and foremost, Chad Burton and myself did a uh, webinar last week that for the first time ever, I've talked Chad into putting it online. So the webinar was wildly well attended and people stayed all two hours. It's two all, two hours. And it's pretty hardcore stuff about how retirement has changed. If you learn one or two financial lessons every 90 days, I think you'll be become pretty literate. I think you'll be able to pass on your knowledge to children and pass on knowledge to, to friends and family. One of the things that I've learned in the last 90 days is retirement's going to be more expensive. Now, again, if you're 65, maybe not so much more expensive. If you're 50, maybe a little bit more. If you're 40, definitely. When you print a trillion dollars here, a trillion dollars there, a trillion dollars there, a trillion dollars here, it becomes worth less money. So if you were planning on retiring with a trillion, no, no, no. If you were planning on retiring with a million, okay, okay, my lifestyle is a little bit different than yours. I'm sorry. I just gave out my secret. I need a trillion to retire. Now, if you were to retire with a million and the government keeps printing trillions of dollars, you're one million that once used to look kind of unique. I used to think I'd be pretty hot stuff if I got $2 million by the time I wanted to retire. That would be enough to give me $80,000 a year. I thought Social Security would be 20000 I thought uh, Medicare was free. It's not. So I was like, I'm going to live large. Um, but one, a millionaire isn't cool anymore. Two trillion isn't cool. Like I have to up my number. And then you get kids and you get a spouse. And you're like, oh, boy, I got to really up that number. Now, here's an area. I was talking about financial planners. Like, hey, you want to put some money in your 529 because you have some extra money laying around? I'm like, I don't know if college is going to be around by the time my kids get to school. And when I say that, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it jokingly, but things are changing. I've got a neighbor who's sending his kid back to be an aeronautical engineer. Man, he, I got a neighbor who's sending, keeping his daughter home who's basically going to the, you know, get a degree in MRIS. Uh, Mrs., a Mrs. degree, a Mrs. degree, a degree in MRS. I know you're saying you're an idiot, Rob. Thank you very much. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in here. It took you so long to notice. HBO Max. Okay, some things that we're getting fatigued of. What Rob is doing is with his time off. Yes, check. Things we're getting fatigued of. Our neighbors, check. Things we're getting fatigued of. Streaming services. I found myself almost dreading I'm going to go see what's on Netflix if anything's new out. But HBO Max, I just feel like, do we need another streamer? Were they late by six months to the point that they've, I've now soured on them? Or because you can cancel any of these services and you don't have to have that one year, two year screw you commitment that the cable companies used to make us do. Because you can get HBO Max and cancel it next month. Because you can get Disney Plus and cancel it next month. Um, I don't know how much loyalty. There's going to be a question about churn, how many people come on and how many people quit. Um, if you're losing 3% regularly of your subscribers, are you replacing 3.5%? Just stupid ways of thinking about stuff, right? Fox News is part of ways with a news anchor after she showed up to work visibly sweating in March <laughs> and with a fever, and she came back the next day when they told her not to. She's one of those Fox anchors where... There's a whole lot of legs showing on that set. She's been fired for coming to work sickly. Now, you think of that as a one-off story. And like, 
well, I don't like Fox or I love Fox. Or, and you're like, well, that's unfortunate. What do you think is going to happen when I come back into the radio station? Our radio station has probably half of its staff over 50. Do you think they're going to take too kindly to me showing up after a drunken bender where I'm sweaty in the morning? (laughs) I know you're saying, well, Rob, you could use a different example. No, I'm just saying I think there's going to be some judginess going for it, right? So HBO and HBO Max combined to to make a pretty impressive showing as far as the app goes. They've got 36 million subscribers. That's a good number. Disney brought in 10 million subscribers on day one, um, 50 million in five months. So for HBO and HBO Max to combine, they're like 36.3 million. That's a good number. It's visible. How much is it a month? 15 bucks. So let's just say it's 10 bucks a month. You could say 10 times 36,000,000.3. And you could see kind of a visibility there. And you put that in your spreadsheet. That's how much money's coming in. Then you put in like executive pay and employees, average salary, and you're like, oh, well, they're still making money. And then you put in marketing. Oh, they're making a little less money. And then you put in new content creation. And you're like, oh, this is kind of a two or three year uh, period, huh? HBO Max was able to procure 4 million subscribers in a month. What they basically did, and I'm kind of mad at them. <clears throat> I had Roku, or I have Roku. And they took the HBO service off Roku because Roku, if you have a house on the East Coast, you can use your HBO service there. And let's say you have a vacation house on the West Coast, you could use that same HBO service all the way on the West Coast with your Roku device. And HBO is like, no, we see that as two households, two households should pay. So I'm seeing HBO as being uh, like a bird sanctuary. Cheep, 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 cheep. And seeing that, I haven't watched anything. Well, that's not true. I watched that Stephen King show on HBO right after Game of Thrones, but I haven't really watched anything since. Should I cancel it? Probably. You get the idea. I don't think there's going to be a lot of loyalty here. Bob Greenblatt, who I've met before, he's the chairman of Warner Media Entertainment and direct to consumer, explained to CNN Business in May why the service is worth the price. Uh, at some point, you can only do so many of these. So I started the segment by talking about how Chad Burton and myself have worked together for 20 plus years and doing webinars and doing seminars. He's always been very tight about sharing that information. But the webinar lasted over two hours and it's a good webinar and it's investing and retiring post-pandemic. Um, it's going to be available online um, for about 10 days. But you have to go sign up through newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You can do that today, this weekend. It's going to take a little bit of time to get through. And if you saw it once, see it a second time. It's super solid content about how the markets work and what you can expect in retirement. Um, I'm featured minorly in it, but like everything else I do, I'm mo- I notice the most. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Sign up for that webinar this weekend for the last about 10 days. Take a break here. We'll be right back. All the inventors can never design The buildings that you put up Or chip them in China Or later A sign that I couldn't read Every color of your love I've seen enough I want another yeah. Hey little mama When you talk back I see ya Oh
comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Um, do you remember t-shirts from your childhood? And I'm hoping everyone's somewhere between 30 and 55. Do you remember the t-shirts? That would be like a three-quarter arm baseball shirts. And you go to the beach and you may be in Malibu or you may be in Ocean City or you may be in Miami. And you'd get the t-shirt during summer break that's something like summer of... 86 Miami and it was like airbrushed on. I can't be the only one. Don't leave me hanging here, people. I can't be the only one uh, who had these. I think they were kind of maybe based off the summer of love and like the hippie movement kind of thing. Um, it's funny because uh, when I said summer of love, I instantly flashed in my head of Trump mocking the Seattle's mayor for his summer of love comment. I was talking with CFP Chad Burton yesterday about what's going on in Portland. My brain is is full right now. It, I'm full 100% rocking the stock market and the economy. I'm owning it. I've done so well that I'm like, I'm not going to focus on Portland. It's a city that if it goes away, I'm okay with. <laughs> if Trump drops a nuclear bomb, I don't need to know anything about it. Because I got the stock market, I got the economy, I got COVID, I got getting you to retirement, I've got inflation, I got gold, I got a lot on my plate. So anyway, you're going to get a COVID summer of 2020 shirt. I'm going to do it. It's going to have like Olivia Newton-John from her physical video where she's got that neck is arched up and it's a side profile and she's got a bandana and she's got, it's, it's got a lot of flame and pink coming out of it. But I'm going to get a summer of COVID 2020 shirt and people are going to go, I like your shirt. I may even make money selling it. It's going to be so popular. You're going to get through. This is what I'm trying to get it to. Um, it, it stinks. This is a lot worse than anyone. Well, no, no, I'm not going to speak on that. This is worse than I thought. I try not to say stupid things on radio. I've got a friend who says a lot of stupid things on radio. It happens. Um, but I try not to get involved in like being a scientist when I'm not. And um, long story short, this has been, you're going to get through this. Now, Fauci is starting, I don't know what's going on, and I don't know what's going on with the CDC. Just a head scratcher. The CDC said, this kid should go back to school. I'm like, wait, wait. Didn't the president just say he's canceling his convention? A dude that loves to be praised and clapped at is canceling. Like, it's too unsafe to be praised. But we can send our kids. There's a lot going on in my head. So my song of the summer to go with my T-shirt of the summer. And I'm somehow going to have to make Olivia Newton-John in her physical video sweating look like she's died of COVID. Maybe I could put a maybe I can intubate her or something like that. Have fun, people. But the summer song isn't Grease. It's not the year the one that I want. No, 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 no. It's not Grease Lightning. No, 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 no. That would go back to the summer of 1977. This year's some song of summer, and I'm going to ask my producer, Mike, he does the shows on Fridays with me right now, and I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, is Camp, C-A-A-M-P, by and by. Um, and I throw that out there because I throw a little value out in. If I'm not going to give you medical advice like Dr. Fauci, then I'm certainly going to give you, <laughs> or Joe Rogan. <laughs> 
Um, Verizon beats their earnings expectations. The lockdown boosts the phone. Okay, so what have we been doing more? I have looked at my phone a lot more. My screen time, if I were to look at my screen hours, I've, I think they've gone up. So I get it. Um, Apple is going to be coming out with the smallest form factor phone this year. It just kind of dropped yesterday that they've got a fourth phone. Um, I'm testing their new software, and I got a new update today. The first round, they're stealing features from Google. I'll be honest with you. They're, 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 I'm liking it, but I'm like, oh, I think Google's already done this. Oh, yeah. They're making your apps a lot easier to use. So if you have like 10 screen of apps, they're trying to make it more smart for you. And the home screen's got a great renew design, but I digress. You'll learn more about that in about two months. New home sales rose 13.8% during the recovery bump in June. So my last story about Verizon says we're using phones more. I think we know they're not going to go away for a while. But don't count on it forever. So I remember when Apple introduced the phone, my cell phone at the time was huge. It was the size of a shoebox. And now you're seeing Apple come out with the smallest form factor ever without a bezel. Um, And I'm not praising Apple. I'm just saying there's certain things we're going to spend money on and there's certain things that we may not. I've spent more on groceries. I've spent less on restaurants. Right? As an investor, that means a lot to you. When's the best time to buy something? When it's up or when it's down. If to cut out risk, you do it when it's down. When it's up, you're getting in momentum and you're in the store while it's hot and fresh. There's no right answer. There's only compromises. If you get in on the high, you're probably buying when things are feeling good. When you get in the low, psychologically, you're like, uh-oh, what if things go worse? Have you done this in the last 120 days? I got a sore throat. I wonder if I'm starting to get COVID. <laughs> I've heard more than I've heard from more than one of my friends. New home sales rose 13.8% during the recovery bump in June. Guess what else we started doing um, in the last 120 days? We're willing to buy homes sight unseen. Ain't that something? Is that good news or bad news for the realtor? I'm going to cheat and give you my answer. Bad news. Now, Yes, we will get back to some normalcy at some point, and people will go, hi, I, you're the, my realtor. You're really good looking, and you got a nice car. I should trust a million-dollar purchase with you because we reward good-looking people with nice cars. But some of the technology that's going on, if I were a young man, if I was 25 years old right now, I'd be like, that real estate industry is ready to be disrupted. If people are willing to do it from home when they had to, maybe they're willing to do it at home in the future. I can honestly tell you, the only reason I got my home was because of a realtor. She was aggressive and she outmaneuvered the, how shall we say, plebeians. Because <laughs> I needed a zillion dollars to retire. It just went up again. Intel considers not making chips. What is the world is going on when I'm saying you can dip your chip in my dip chip? I have a friend named Chip. And he always brings over chips. And I always have dip. He's got chips. I got dips. I say, Chip, you can dip your chips in my dip chip. Chip, you can dip your chips in my dip chip. Um, I know you're saying you're about to get kicked off air if you do that one more time. Probably true. But Intel's considering Intel's considering not making chips. Like the world has enough. And AMD's making them better than they are. 
that's not supposed to happen. That's not exactly how it's supposed to work. Intel's supposed to be the gorilla. Last week, Intel got a little bit embarrassed as GPU maker NVIDIA has got a bigger market cap. This week, they're getting embarrassed as um, they fumbled. They have fumbled a new tech transition where AMD got it kind of right. Now, again, I don't know about multi-threads. I don't know. The nerds out there are spitting all over their car windshields right now going, AMD's always had better hyper-threading, faster speeds on fewer cores, and Intel just adds more cores, but they're not really multiplying it. Like, I get it. I get it. Okay. Back off, big guy. Outsourcing's the norm in the $400 billion industry. Intel's thinking about not making their own chips. Wow. Now, if you are a company like Intel, you, you say, well, if we send this new Xeon processor out to Asia to be made, someone will buy the, all the equipment. Someone will buy all the silicone and the sand and the, the rubber and the glue, and they'll make these semiconductors for us. But they're going to charge us you know, $20 on a $100 chip. And we're going to sell it for $100. So we just lost $20 of profit or potential profit. If we made it ourselves, how, how much could we – there's some efficiencies in letting other people make it. So when you design the chip and you turn it over to someone to make it, there's two different businesses. There's the semiconductor and there's semiconductor equipment. And then there's the semiconductor manufacturing. Semiconductor manufacturing has to have semiconductor equipment, but many people who make semiconductors don't. They can come up and design a great chip and say, ah – Let's turn this over to other people to make. Intel's best technology right now is 10 nanometers, and AMD is already on to 7 nanometers. And if that were the size of a hair, it'd be a, a hair that you could barely see. <laughs> like, it's okay, we get it, it's small. You don't got to talk down to me, I'm not that stupid. Um, so, Intel's backup plan right now is who's going to make their chips and do they want to do it themselves? Do they want to get out of the business of manufacturing and or not? Um, there's a lot going on there. If your business is making semiconductors, you better have the best damn equipment if you're making them for someone else because if they can make it for themselves. So Intel's basically saying we don't have the best right now. And it appears AMD has. Eh, read into that as you will. Intel used to be a lot more important when you heard that commercial that, that, that Mike just played. That goes, do, 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 do. Every time we heard that on TV during the Super Bowl, it might have been a Dell commercial, but Dell would say, Intel Insider, go, do, 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 do. When they lost that, and it, to me right now, Intel is, eh, maybe my computer won't catch on fire. That's all it means now. Like AMD might, but I'm not looking at performance anymore. So it's become a commodity, in my opinion. Little camp by and by. This is my song of the summer. Enjoy. In this past year, I got so much older. Find me on Looking back over my life, spent the most of it tongue tied.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Another one of the things Canada does better than us, pop bands. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Please send the hate mail to Gary Radish. Take off, you posers. I remember when this song came out, I, I kind of fell in love with the fire. Materialism, and this song's called Everything Now. Like, I got everything now. It's it's really sad. This is just silly to live. Um, and they do like a lot of Haiti relief. They're Canadian good conscious people, which I'm not knocking good conscious people. But oh, where does it go? Where does it go? Everything now in materialism. Oh, this was an interesting band too, Arcade Fire. They didn't want to sign a record deal. They just didn't want to do it. They didn't want to work for the man. So what they did was their first album made proceeds. They bought equipment for their second album. And then their second album made proceeds. And they already had equipment. They recorded on that. And now they basically are a studio. Good for them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. I've mentioned a little bit during the show this morning that CFP, Chad Burton, and myself did a webinar about 10, day, uh, 10 days ago. Last Thursday? Six, seven, eight days ago? And it took a couple of days to compile it and get it ready for the internet. And now it's on the internet and you can listen to it this weekend. It's going to be available for 10 days. It tends to age very poorly. So if you want to talk about where we were in COVID on last week, what retirement looks like now, that could all be very, very different by the time, say, a month, two months, three months down the road. So financial education is something that you always want to brush up on personally. You don't want to get to a point where you're like, ah. I got this all figured out, in my opinion. A lot of losers stay on Wall Street. A lot of red. Now, yesterday, when we were talking, there was a lot of red. But, like, maybe the Russell was doing well. So, you're like, ah, it's shifting now. It's shifting from, like, big tech into small cap. Or you can find a sector that was, like, working, and you're like, oh, I get what's going on. Today, it's just a lot of red. Um, and the things that are working, gold, silver, 10-year treasury sits at 58 basis points. I haven't talked a lot about the 10-year treasury in a while. I'm actually okay with that. I feel like I overdid it there for a while. Um, but this is signaling stress. This is not signaling happiness. Tesla's down 76 buckaroos today, down 5%. I feel bad for the people who bought it yesterday because they're like, what do I do now? What if it goes to zero? Anytime a stock or a stock market's down 5%, your head's going to kick in and go, danger, danger, could go to zero, and you need to kill that. Very few stocks go to zero that are legitimate businesses that don't have fraud. Stock markets don't go to zero that are based on legitimate businesses that don't have fraud. Now, you can get a dictator of hey, let me make up a country Uzbeka Kurdistan <laughs> you can be a dictator there and have your own stock market and you could collapse it to zero but eh, you're not going to see it too often in your lifetime I know you're saying my uncle was a, a copper miner in Chile and the stock market there went to zero I know you're saying that's a good Chilean miner impression whatever happened to the Chilean miners did we ever see that movie did they eat each other? Did they get out alive? I need to know the ending. 
I know you're saying Chilean miners. Was that 15 years ago? I think it might have been. So what's interesting about that is like how time flies, right? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It was nine years ago. Ten years ago. A little bit longer. It feels longer, right? Um, TikTok is going after Google and Facebook uh, Facebook to steal employees. Not steal employees, but to uh, change their global workforce. And yet Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State for the United States, is saying, you know, we may have to shut that guy down. And TikTok's like, we're hiring Americans, we're hiring Americans, we're hiring Americans. They have 1,400 Americans already here, and they're going to try to hire 10,000 more because there's a thing going on. And it didn't get better last night. It should be mentioned, and I haven't mentioned this today. I'm sorry. China's ordered the U.S. to close the consulate in Chengdu. United States did the same thing to China earlier this week by saying you have to close your consulate in Houston. Now, that's not as bad as saying you got to close your you know, embassy in Beijing or Washington, D.C., but we're getting there. FDI expands hand sanitizer recall to at least 75 brands across the United States. Um, instead of doing a recall, let's just let Darwin figure that one out. I know you're saying, did he just say that? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Wash your hands and hand sanitize. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's a tech CEO gathering that's expected to happen in Washington, D.C. for hearings. And it looks like it's going to be delayed. Uh, Is it being delayed because of COVID? Not quite. But CEOs from Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google are meant to do a song and dance, seltzer in the pants routine for Congress on Monday. In large part, it's an election year. People are upset. Who do you go after? You go after big companies, especially companies that are hitting all-time highs, like Amazon, Apple, and Facebook, and Google. Um, so you get in front of Congress, and it goes something like this. I am the great senator from Montana. Mark Zuckerberg, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The senator out of Texas is like, Tim Cook, how dare you? How dare you? And they make little sound bites for their re-election campaigns. It's not going to happen on Monday. That's a little bit of good news for the tech companies, but you know that kind of bad press headlines coming. Probably not enough to be a great buying opportunity, but I'm just throwing it out there. This is a, a interesting market, to say the least. Hey, get a copy of the webinar that we did last week by going to newfocusfinancial.com this weekend. Sign up for it. It's going to be available for 10 days. Go to newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.